0: good football fans welcome back to the fourth and Mile podcast alongside my good friends brady bradley and jeremy my name is josh and we appreciate you all tuning in so first and foremost huge news for the fourth and a mile right now is our own jeremy becker just got married over the weekend so congratulations to jeremy and uh that was a great time so how do, how do you think it went one one out of ten jeremy
1: I give it a 10 out of 10, but honestly, I thought you were going to say it's football time because it's week one. <laughs> not, not yet.
0: Yeah. But that, hey, what, what's I guess, more important
2: right now? <laughs>
1: I guess not to overshadow. Yeah, it was a great weekend. Obviously, you guys were there, had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was a good time.
2: I'd All give it a 10 out, 10 out of 10, too.
3: I'd give it a 10 out of 10 as well. But let's get into the football news. Like Jeremy said, it's football week, week one coming ahead of us. So let's get right into the notables. Uh, Two sections here. We got the injuries and then contract negotiations because everyone's uh, trying to get their contracts in before the season starts. So let's start with the injuries. Um, Us Vikings fans kind of knew something was up. And honestly, the funny thing is last week, we're going through our rundown, and Josh said, should we put something in for Daniil Hunter? And my first thought was no, because nobody else knows about Daniel Hunter not practicing. He hasn't practiced since August 14th. So we're like, oh, maybe there's a chance he plays. We don't want to put it in here. Well, today he got placed on IR with a quote-unquote tweak. I don't think Ouch. he a tweak. Yeah, he's out for the first three weeks, so that's a big loss for the Vikings. Their um, all-pro defensive end or pass rusher um, is out for the first three weeks. At least we'll see when he returns. Um, more injury news. Uh, Von Miller is out the year. Uh, big news for Denver. That really hurts their defense as well. Um, and then a couple, uh, bumps and bruise injuries. So, uh, Miles Sanders has been battling a hamstring injury. There's question on if he'll play the full week or get the full workload uh, for the Eagles in week one. And then a big one is Mike Evans' hamstring injury. So if you guys remember last year, um, he went on IR at the end of the year with a hamstring injury. He now has a hamstring injury. That's kind of making him limited in practice. So we'll see how that transpires throughout the rest of the year. Uh, Last week we reported Jalen Rager. I was supposed to be out for a couple weeks for the shoulder injury. but We found out earlier this week that he's been doing everything in practice. And on on Wednesday, he practiced, he did everything in practice. So we have no idea what's going to happen. My guess is he stays out this week and plays in week two, but we'll wait and see what the injury report says. And then finally two wide receivers for the San Francisco 49ers, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, the status for them is is doubtful for that they'll play because um, usually the Wednesday practice or the Thursday practice um, is a pretty all-tell-all for um, what they're going to do for the weekend. It's not looking good. I would assume Debo's out. We It would be crazy for him to play week one. That would be a, a, a really fast recovery. Um, but I'm going to turn it over to Bradley. Which injury, I'm not going to say for fantasy impact, but maybe just impact on football that we just talked about, do you want to talk about first?
2: Well, naturally, you want to talk about the two – stud pass rushers being out but I'll throw a little bit of fantasy into it even though he said not to and I th- I'm very hesitant about Miles Sanders uh, time and time again we say he's ready for a workload he's ready for a workload he is ready to get the workload for most people and he's out with a hamstring or not out but he's not going to get a full workload with the hamstring um it's really questionable for me I've still have drafts coming up tonight tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon And Miles Sanders is low on my boards because of that. I I don't know how you pick him above guys who have clear-cut roles.
3: And I do just want to clarify with Miles Sanders, he was a full participant in practice. There's just rumors that he might not get the full workload because of that hamstring injury. But I I totally agree with Bradley. Um, he's if he's
2: already week one without getting hit and he's already starting to get questionable on a hamstring injury, like imagine when he's touching the ball 20 times a game.
3: Right. And so if I'm drafting Miles Sanders, let's say I get him – late first round, mid-second, whenever you draft him, I would take that last pick and pick up Boston Scott just in case mm-hmm. something does happen. Maybe he's a late scratch where it's like, oh, that he tweaked his hamstring and warm-ups, then you got Boston Scott there. But, uh, Josh, I'm going to turn it over to
0: you. Is there any other injuries that you wanted to talk about? So, personally, I have experienced hamstring injuries myself and just knowing how annoying they are. <laughs> and, softball, uh,
3: dangerous sport. Softball because you are super, a freak athlete, too. Just,
0: you know, just really <laughs> – maxing out top speeds on the base path 60 feet you can really get top end speed um but uh for mike evans having it be an issue last year and then having it continue to be one this year that is crazy alarm bells going off for me i just think that's something that if it's happening now when he's doing full sprints like a you know nine route doing anything else like requires sprinting it's not going to go away it's only going to josh could
2: you define a nine route for everybody
0: because in high route. school, a
2: five, a five route was the fly for me. So I think you should just make sure we get that all squared away.
0: So whenever I hear people talking about the fly, like, you know, in Madden, you know, the fly route's just, hey, you well, know I'm what? aware of what it is. So that is what I have been told is that is a nine route. So okay. did not Gosh, play high school elite football, football I nine. I oh, I sure nine. If,
2: if Gary Kubiak was calling you before and just telling <laughs> him that nines are flies or what's going on there. All
3: right, Jeremy, let's wrap this uh, injury section up. Which one do you want to talk about?
2: Honestly, I
1: think the one that scares me the most probably is the Mike Evans one. I already kind of had him a little bit lower on my board just because you weren't sure with the deep ball with Tom Brady. Um, the fact that he has a little injury history with that hamstring scares me a little bit, but I think his his draft price was already a little lower. So it's not like he's your wide receiver one, hopefully. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably the one that scares me the most.
3: Yeah, you just hope it's really not lingering for him and lasts the whole year. But let's move on to the contract section. So we had a bunch of of players get contracts. So I'm going to try and go through this fast and let you guys talk about them. Uh, Deshaun Watson signed a four-year $160 million extension with the Houston Texans. Uh, Jadevian Clowney signed a one-year $13 million contract with the Titans. Uh, Jalen Ramsey got a huge deal. It's a five-year $105 million extension. Um, And then Tredavious White also got an extension, which is kind of getting brushed under the table, which was four years, $70 million, just because of what Jalen got. Nuke um, Hopkins uh, signed a two-year contract extension that was worth uh, $54.5 million, which he's in Arizona now for five years. And then lastly, uh, Kareem Hunt signed a two-year extension with the Browns. Bradley, which one do you want to start with? Which one has a huge impact on you?
2: I want to pose a question for Josh and Jeremy before I talk about the real one I want to talk about. What scene was better? Was it Deshaun Watson getting called by his family after he signed the deal or Tredavious White's video about how he can provide for his parents and his family members? Which one was – I don't want to say better because they're both awesome, and I don't have a better answer. That's why I'm – There's, leaning there's not a wrong answer here, by the way. But which one, which, one, which one touched you a little different? Got a little onions cut underneath your eyes. I, I love the Tredavious White one. Obviously, I loved them both. But just to like
1: see him sit up there with raw emotion and really talk about like really real life things um, that I think a lot of people tend to forget about and just that like, hey, I know where I came from. I know what I can do to the people in my life and even other people. Um, I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah, just being able to see the human side of it and knowing like, hey, you know, they got families. They're not just amazing athletes that do this for entertainment like they have people they have to worry about too so being able to see that side of it was awesome I love being able to see that yeah and I just want to give a shout out to Deshaun just because you guys talked
3: about Tredavious White his his video was so cool about his family mm-hmm. oh, yeah, and what he awesome. came from so like I mean both of them are so cool and he's actually like giving it back to I I remember seeing something about him I think somebody got evicted or something like that. And he, he wanted to find that person and pay, yep. pay for housing or something like that. So, I mean, you just love seeing stuff like that and that there's still good. Two fantastic you, so. human beings. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. He's an awesome dude too. Yep, now let's talk about
2: uh, a Kareem Hunt, a oh, two-year yeah. extension. I, this is when you look at this list, obviously Ramsey getting $105 million is ludicrous. But from a fantasy perspective, if you're drafting in a dynasty league, uh, doing a startup draft, does it make you hesitate a little bit on Nick Chubb? Kareem uh, Hunt now has a two-year future, whereas Nick Chubb, we don't know what he's got. He's in a contract year. That's oh, the absolutely. first thing I thought
1: of. Yeah,
2: I couldn't I believe that.
3: I don't know how I really feel about it because you see Stefanski, he likes a bell cow running back. So I would be interested to see – give me – and it's tough to say this. I say give me two weeks to see what, what Stefanski runs there in Cleveland. Because if Nick Chubb is the bell cow like what Delvin Cook was in Minnesota – they're going, to be, they're going to be so good. They have a really good – they have a much improved offensive line. I would say it's, it's probably better than what the Vikings had last year for an offensive line. Yeah. So, but,
2: uh, but the reality is, is that Kareem Hunt can handle that workload. You guys remember what he did in Kansas City. It. He was, he was week in, week out, just the guy, pass catching, running the ball in between the tackles. He's a really good running back. Yeah, so, I
3: I mean, I'm not not taking him over, like, a Josh Jacobs or a Derrick Henry or a Miles Sanders. Not even
0: close, no. Well, that's that's actually a good question. So, with that, you know, the injury history of Miles Sanders versus kind of this workload questions and not getting much of the passing work because of Hunt, who would you rather have then, Miles Sanders or Nick Chubb?
3: Miles Sanders, absolutely.
2: I would probably go Sanders as well. I would also go Sanders.
0: That's where I would lean. I just kind of wanted to see if this, the injury, kind of moved the needle enough for you to be able to go the other way.
1: Not in this instance. No.
3: Yeah. No. Is there anything else to add on the contracts? Do we? I, I love the Jadavian Clowney one. I the Titans got a lot. Their their defense can be Absolutely. really good this year.
2: They're all really good signings, except for the Jalen Ramsey one, in my opinion. I thought the Jalen Ramsey one was was a little.
3: I just don't I don't,
2: I don't. get what they're doing in Los Angeles right now. I just don't understand that. Hey, you gave up that much to go get him. You might as well pay him, I guess. At least they're oh, keeping him in the building. Yeah. Between him and Aaron Donald, how do they afford to have nine other people on that defense? I, uh, I, I,
3: have, I have no idea. But on today's show, so uh, what we got for the rest of the episode, uh, if you remember back in May, I think it was our seventh episode, we did a playoff prediction. We're going to give us one more chance to – amend those or change whatever you want for your playoff brackets before the season starts Um, then we're going to give our fantasy starts of the week both for quarterbacks running backs wide receivers and tight ends and then if we have some time we're going to do some over under for win totals then we have a fun little ones got to go so let's get right into um, our playoff brackets we're going to start with jeremy and before jeremy starts i'm going to give his team that he had originally so for the afc he had the ravens as the one seed the chiefs is the two seed the bills is the three seed colts as the four seed um at the five seed he had the steelers the sixth seed he had the titans and the eighth and the seventh seed he had as the chargers so jeremy go ahead and do your afc
1: so my seeds it's gonna be easy i'm actually gonna keep them all the same um i'm gonna keep the chargers in there even with the derwin james loss um the first round is going to be fairly similar so Ravens obviously have the bye they move on instead of playing the Chargers though they will play um the Steelers and then the Chiefs will go and play the Bills the Bills Why don't begin- you, hey
3: why don't you just do your Super Bowl let's not do every single pick oh, okay, I it might you. take too much time so let's do your NFC first so before you switch yours, uh let's do uh your one seed was the Saints for the original one the two seed was the 49ers the three seed was the Packers, four seed Eagles, five seed Seahawks, six seed was the Buccaneers, and seven seed was the Vikings. So who is your NFC now?
1: My NFC remains the same. Also, I went. I, it's really easy for me. Wow. Um, I the the one that I kind of thought about um, was the Cowboys. Uh, switching that up with the the division winner with the Eagles. Um, but I like where the Eagles that I are at. I think Carson's going to have a really good year, get back to that kind of MVP form. Um, I think the Buccaneers are going to hang in there and, and stick at number six. Um, they could potentially fluctuate with, like, the Seahawks. Um, but I think the Saints still win that division.
3: So what do you have for your Super Bowl? Who wins and who is the loser?
1: I'm lame. Same. I'm keeping it the same. I'm going oh the Ravens goodness. against the Saints and the Saints win. I like my picks. From the way too early predictions, and we're gonna we're gonna hang on to them. There was, as I was saying before, there was one small change. I did have the Chiefs losing to the Chargers early on, um, but I'm definitely switching that up. <laughs> um, the Chargers will lose in the first round to the Chiefs. Um, but yeah, as far as the Super Bowl goes, I'm, I'm keeping it the same. Ravens, Ravens fall to the Saints. That is crazy, Bradley. Let's move to you um, on your AFC. You had the Ravens.
3: I as can the just one-
2: guarantee that they're not going to be the same. <laughs> okay. we just we just
3: got to hear what you have originally because if you remember the listeners at home, Bradley had the Chargers winning the Super Bowl. I don't think that's going to be the same. So the AFC, he had the Ravens as the one seed, the Chargers as the two seed, the Titans as the three seed, Bills four, uh Chiefs five, Colts six, and Browns seven. What you got now for the AFC, Bradley?
2: So I have a lot of changes actually. I went Baltimore as a one seed. Tennessee Titans get the two seed. I think. Green Clowney is a great addition. Uh, their defense is about as good as it gets, and they can pound the rock. Kansas City, three seed. Buffalo, four seed. Colts, five seed. Steelers, six seed. And the Chargers, a seven seed.
3: Still got the chart. Are they still going to win the Super Bowl? When they're yeah, seven you
2: seed? know, they're just going to go seven seed to a championship. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, Bradley, you have the Steelers in there now? I do. Yeah, Did I, do. I not get grief at the beginning when I had the Steelers in there at five? I feel like you guys all told me I was crazy. I feel like we just didn't really think about
3: it. I feel like we were all surprised that you had it in there. I don't know if we gave you crap for it. I I, do, I really like
2: it. I, I do have concerns with Big Ben's health, but their defense is elite.
1: Their defense is
3: really good. It's very it's good. good. So, Bradley, let's go to your NFC. Before you start, um, back in May, you had the Saints as the one seed, the Seahawks as the two seed, Vikings three, Eagles four, 49ers five, the Packers, six, and the Cardinals at the seven seed. What do we got changing?
2: One, two, stay the same. I went New Orleans, Seattle. Number three, I went Philadelphia. Four, I went Minnesota. Five, I went San Francisco. Six, I went Green Bay. And seven, I went Tampa Bay. I took the Cardinals out.
3: Okay. What do you got for Super Bowl now?
2: Super Bowl, I have the Ravens beating the Seahawks.
3: Ravens beating the Seahawks—that'd be a really fun matchup to see. Yeah, and I have—I
2: have Tennessee making the AFC Championship game. Thank you for letting us
3: know that. <laughs> okay, cheers.
2: Uh, Josh,
3: we're moving on to you. So uh, your AFC predictions—you had uh, the Chiefs one, Ravens two, Bills three, Titans four, Browns five, Texans six, and Colts seven. What do you got now for your AFC?
0: Yeah, so I have Chiefs one. And then I have the Ravens two, then I have the Bills three, Titans four, Browns five, Texans six, and then Steelers seven. So just the change being the Steelers. Um, I just give the boot, not boot a to
2: the he- Texans, huh? Huh? Give the boot to the Texans?
0: No, Texans oh, are six. Them. Did I mix it? Did I miss that? No,
3: you did. You didn't.
0: Uh, okay. you had the Colts out, right? Yep. Yeah, Colts. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not a huge Rivers guy. I don't. I just don't really see it, and I do really trust that Steelers defense. So, Jeremy, you're right. We did give you probably some premature grief there, but they do lose in the first round then to the Ravens. And then I have the Texans. We're beating. just doing Super
3: Bowl, Josh. We're not, yeah, we're not doing each division, so we're doing oh, just yeah, the Super Bowl. So let me do the NFC prediction for you first. So uh, back in May, you had the Saints at one, Niners two, Cowboys three, Vikings four, Cardinals 5, Packers 6 and Buccaneers 7. What do you got now for that?
0: Yeah, so I have all of the same seeds except I have the Saints and the Niners. Going a little bit, not a little bit chalk. That's very chalk. But I still have huge fan of the uh, of the Cowboys offense. I just think that you guys have kind of gotten a little bit of a, you know, you kind of breaking me down a little bit on their defense cuz it's It is pretty bad, so being able to have all facets of the game is crazy important, so I think the Niners are going to be able to make it to the NFC Championship that way. So what's your
3: Super Bowl – who's winning, who's losing your Super Bowl pick?
0: Yeah, so I still do have the Chiefs playing the Saints, and I still do have the Chiefs winning. So not a whole lot of changes. I just – you pay a guy that much money, turns out he's worth it. So I do have the Chiefs winning it all. Okay, so if you guys want to
3: know what's going to happen in the future, pay attention right now because here comes mine. So back (laughs) in the past, I had the Chiefs at one, Ravens two, uh, Bills three, Colts four, Titans five, Browns six, and the Broncos seven. Spoiler alert, Broncos aren't making the playoffs this year. Uh, So my updated projections or prediction, I got the Chiefs one, Ravens two, the Bills three, Titans 4, the Steelers 5, the Cleveland Browns 6, and the Colts at 7. I'll move over to my NFC quick. So uh, I predicted earlier that the Saints were 1, Vikings 2, uh, Niners 3, Cowboys 4, Bucks 5, uh, the Green Bay Packers 6, and the Arizona Cardinals 7. This is where I get a little interesting. So I had the the Saints at 1 still. I had the Vikings at 2. Um, I have the Seahawks at three, the Cowboys at four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at five, the Green Bay Packers at six, and the Philadelphia Eagles at six you seven. don't have the 49ers the I do the not have the 49ers Why? Uh, yeah, making the playoffs. Uh what? Yeah, I, you gotta go bold with this. And and one of the things that I actually heard and I'm following with it now, um, is the Super Bowl hangover. Teams teams that don't make that lose in the Super Bowl. They really, they really hurt from losing in the Super Bowl. So uh, I'm going to see if that happens here because if you're not named the Patriots, the last three years, the the team that hasn't that lost in the Super Bowl didn't make the playoffs. So the Rams didn't make the playoffs. Uh, I think it was the Falcons. The Falcons haven't made the playoffs since they blew that lead. Um, so I don't know. I'm just going bold there, and then I'm still keeping my uh, my Ravens over Vikings in the Super Bowl pick. So um, I knew the. Uh, the 49ers not making the playoffs was so going to be a little bit of a, a, little bit of a stretch, but i I'm, I like the boldness of it. Certainly, the
1: biggest stretch.
2: <laughs>
3: What'd you say?
1: So that's not even the biggest stretch.
3: The Vikings making the two seed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be <laughs> tough. The first, first quarter of the year. I'll tell you that much, but uh, <laughs> let's take a break. When we come back, we'll do our starts of the week. And then we'll see if we get into some over under, and then we'll do our ones got to go.
1: Hi, guys. This is Jeremy Becker from the Fourth and a Mile Podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at Fourth and a Mile Pod. That's Fourth and a Mile Pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports.
3: And we are back. Well, let's get right into our starts of the week. We're going to start with Josh. We're going to go through all of our quarterbacks, then our running backs, then our wide receivers, then tight ends. So, Josh, who is your start of the week? We're just doing it for, let's say, a half point PPR. Uh, four-point-per-passing touchdown league. So who is your quarterback start of the week?
0: My quarterback start of the week is a guy who actually did really, really well for me, didn't expect him to be as good as he was, had a really high rushing floor, and that's Josh Allen. And he's facing the Jets minus Jamal Adams, so that team is going to be not great. So they're going to be able to get a lot of goal line opportunities, and Josh Allen is a really great option in the goal line. He's just kind of one of those, you know, Cam Newton type guys who, where he can just kind of put his shoulder down on the 2-3 yard line and be able to get that touchdown. So new weapons and Stefan Diggs going to be able to play, you know, with his new weapons here. And I think he's going to be a really great option against, against New York Jets.
3: I feel like for some reason you always end up with Josh Allen on your team at the end of the year. I don't know how you always do, and you just always end up with Josh Allen on your team.
1: They say Josh is a track that's what they say.
3: <laughs> all right, Jeremy, since, since your, uh, Josh's statement,
1: you're up now.
0: <laughs> Who's your quarterback start of the week? You're better than that Becker.
1: <laughs> so obviously you're starting all the, the top guys. Um, you know, your Dax, your Deshauns, all those guys, but if you're looking for a streamer already in week one, um, you know, maybe you drafted Daniel Jones and you don't love his week one matchup. Well, don't look far. Same game. He didn't get to play much last year. He's got going to have a really positive game script, I think, against a defense that's not very good, and that is Big Ben. Um, even if they get up big in this game against a defense that, yes, they invested in that defense, but it's still not a good defense in the Giants. Um, even if they get up big, I think they're going to let him loose, um, and Big Ben kind of balls out and shows that uh, that elbow ain't a big deal, Bradley.
2: You think that they're going to just let him loose after not playing a game yet? Yeah. Tell him, athletic I, trainer.
3: I just don't see that. I just don't I
2: don't think they're going to make, all right, let's just sling it 50 times today. He, do what you got to do. Hey,
1: I think I, he, he could even be efficient. Three touchdowns. I could touchdowns. see
2: him
3: having
1: three touchdowns in the first half.
3: Though. If he
2: has, if he has three touchdowns, I bet you he has at least two interceptions.
3: Could happen. It very well could happen. <laughs> Bradley, who is your quarterback start of the week?
2: My quarterback start of the week is Russell Wilson. Uh, I always like week one, especially to get a veteran quarterback that doesn't need to shake off that pregame jitters, especially without a preseason this year. Um, Very favorable matchup against Atlanta. It's on the road, but there's no fans there, so there's not going to be any issue with that. Um, I see Russell Wilson contributing both the run game and the pass game. Uh, He's going to have a big week in week one.
3: Yeah, anytime you got Russ on your team, you're doing all right. So I'll close out the uh, quarterback start of the week, and mine is Carson Wentz. He's playing the Washington football team. I think they're going to put up a lot of numbers against them, especially in the first half. So I, I like Carson Wentz a lot in Week One.
2: That's a good pick. Yeah, big fan. Uh, yeah,
3: hopefully I, I think, he doesn't get sacked. I once. was going to say, and hopefully, <laughs>
2: that's, hopefully he gets that's my biggest concern up. is with that defensive line. And Chase Young looks like a freak.
3: Yeah, yep, he does. Um, so let's move on to our running backs. Josh, we'll just start with you
0: again. Who is your running back start of the week? So I went a little deeper with this one. And my running back start of the week is Malcolm Brown versus Dallas. And he just got named, you know, obviously it's not everything, but he just got named the one, number one running back in Los Angeles there. Um, Daryl Henderson's hurt. Cam Akers is a rookie. Usually takes rookies a few weeks, if not half the season, to get acclimated into the offense, get the, get the amount of touches that they probably deserve. So I am going to go with the the hand that's been getting the first team reps in camp with Malcolm Brown against Dallas. And that that defense, nothing to be scared of as well.
2: Gosh, I don't, wasn't he terrible I, last year? It just doesn't move the needle for me. I, I know that they put him as a starter, but I just – I see all three of them getting carries.
0: I went with a deeper <laughs> – I went for the the Hail Mary, or apparently it's – the nine route, from what I understand. <laughs> it's supposed to be
1: helping our listeners out. Starts of the week.
3: Hey, if yes. you're in a
0: touchdown
1: dependent league, Malcolm Brown could be a really good play.
0: Oh, I'm not just going to try to do top 20 guys for every single every single one. Jeremy, who do you think you're
1: running – who is your running back? Well, mine is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I know it's probably a little scary – um, but if you, you know, let's say you had Leonard Fournette, he was your RB two, and you lost him, and and Jonathan Taylor's your RB three, or something like that. You're in a scenario like that, or you lost a flex. You know, maybe you had maybe you had
0: Mike Evans as you flex, or, or a lot of Ronald Jones shares, right, right, or Jared? Some,
1: Yep, or something like that. Um, I think you can feel safe starting Jonathan Taylor. He's not going to get lead back touches immediately with Marlon Mack there, but they play the Jaguars who have all but given up on the defensive side of the football besides CJ Henderson, but he does not play a defensive line for what um, I remember. Um, I, so I like, I like him kind of in that big bang feel. I think no, with no preseason, if they get a lead, just give Jonathan Taylor the ball, let him get some NFL reps. And I think he's going to have a pretty solid week. If you need, need to start Jonathan Taylor. I
2: absolutely love that pick. Josh just gets done saying, yep. Don't start a rookie running back. Jeremy. All right, let's go Jonathan Taylor. Right, yep.
0: <laughs> I have tons of shares of Jonathan Taylor this year, so I am not mad.
2: Bradley, who was your running back start of the week? My running back start of the week is Rohim Mostert. Rohim? And for the reason we talked about a little bit earlier, Debo, uh, Brandon Ayuk, are both probably not going to play. Um, they're probably going to pound the rock a lot. He's going to get a full workload, in my opinion. So I would, I would look to start uh, – Raheem Mostert against Arizona, who might be questionable as how good of a defense they are.
3: Yeah, I I like it a lot. Um, I'll close up the running backs. So my original one was Jonathan Taylor, but I kind of had a hunch that Jeremy was going to pick him. So (laughs) I did come with a backup, and my backup was Austin Eckler. Plays against the Cincinnati Bengals. And so here's two scenarios. So let's say Joe Burrow comes out, guns a-blazing, and they put up a lot of points. Okay, Eckler gets work in the pass game. Let's say that rookie quarterback doesn't do well with Cincinnati and they struggle to start, and the Chargers defense eats them alive. Okay, Austin Eckler is the bell cow, and he's running the ball because he's their starting running back. So I think at either game script, Austin Eckler is going to have a big game. So that's where I look for my start of the week. It's like somebody who is going to have a built-in workload, and so Austin Eckler feel like it's a home run hit right here. So if you're doing DFS, I would would get Austin Eckler for sure.
2: Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with picking Austin Eckler, especially in any type of PPR league. He has some kind of value. Mm-hmm.
3: Let's move to wide receiver. Josh, we'll start with you again. Who is your wide receiver start of the week?
0: So his team went through you know big change as of the next last you know week or two, and that is DJ Chark against the Colts. I trust Gardner. I have had a lot of admiration for him on this show he's not going to have much of any um, competition for targets so they're going to be in a positive game script for them to be able to throw the ball and DJ Chark is going to be a really great option for Garner in those they're probably going to be down a couple scores real early and so they're going to have to more or less abandon the run game early in that game so I could see Chark getting at least you know 10-12 targets in that game maybe come down with eight nine receptions 110 yards touchdown or two that's definitely in the realm of possibility he has that Athletic profile, 6'4", 200 pounds. So, DJ Chark against the Colts.
2: Yeah, no, I I totally like Chark. Talent and opportunity. Yep, those are the two things
3: you look for. So, uh, Jeremy, who do you have for your wide receiver start of the week?
1: My wide receiver start of the week plays in the first game of the week tomorrow, and his name is Will Fuller, the fifth.
2: Really? No. Yes. No, possibly,
1: possibly no Brandon Cooks. This is something that has come up on the injury report within the last two days. Um, It's somewhat of a soft tissue injury, um, so he could potentially be limited in some capacity. It's gonna be a high-scoring affair on the Chiefs' side of the ball, so the Texans have to keep up, they're gonna be throwing the football. The biggest thing that hinders Will Fuller is injuries. Well, guess what? It's week one, and he is not on the injury report. So if he's healthy, Yet. Him, he done, yep, yet. That's why you start him week one and then see what happens. No, if he doesn't
2: make it through week one.
1: <laughs> well, sometimes he only needs one catch, 90 yards and a touchdown. But I like Will <laughs> Florida this week in, uh, in a game that I think they're going to have to score a lot of points if they have a chance of winning. Absolutely. Bradley, who's your wide receiver start of the
2: week? I'll give you a guy who I've always been a semi admirable fan of him, and that's T.Y. Hilton. Uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars who have, I don't know what they're going to expect out of CJ Henderson in his first game. Let's just put it that way. Philip Rivers has the tendency to lock onto one guy. You've seen it with Keenan Allen. Um, I don't know if Paris Campbell's there yet. Uh, I don't believe Michael Pittman's there yet. So I think that uh, T.Y. Hilton is the guy for sure week one. Uh, always Everybody always questions his injuries. Um, he's healthy right now. So I think T.Y. Hilton's a very good start for week one.
3: I'm just really glad he's not on IR so he can play in week one, right, Bradley? Not on the pump. <laughs> he's not on the, the pump, he that's is what i not is. on the pump.
2: He not has, the has the been pump. activated from the pup lifts. I <laughs> love TY. I think people have
1: been sleeping
2: yeah, he, They have been sleeping on him. i he's I been a he's been,
0: a, he's, he's been a TY guy for a long time.
2: Yeah, and if if he's healthy, he is productive. Like he shows it year in and year out, and he's not getting that credit right now. All right, let me
3: close up the wide receiver start of the week. So We've been talking about this guy for a long time, so I'm not going to use him. But Deshaun Jackson, if you're looking for a stream wide receiver, I don't know if there's anyone that gets better than Deshaun Jackson. He still might be out in the free agency for some of your, some of your leagues. Um, he's had a, He's been known to have really big week ones in playing against Washington. That's, that's really – we don't even know who they're going to have for their wide receivers week ones. So um, Deshaun Jackson for sure will be out there. But my wide receiver start of the week is Robert Woods against Dallas. Uh, we talk about how bad Dallas is – uh, defenses and how good their offense is. So if Dallas puts up points early, Robert Woods is going to get fed the ball. So I, I really like Robert Woods. I think he could have, like Josh said, that 10 to 12 targets. I think he could even have a little bit more than that um, which would really help if it's a PPR league.
1: I love Robert Woods this week. I actually really like the Rams offense this week, a little foreshadowing for the next thing. Um, but before we wrap up the wide receivers, Bradley, uh, Brady pointed out a good point as far as like a streaming option. Um, he also brought up DFS before. I didn't bring this receiver up because I don't think many people are going to be in a situation where they have to start him. But if you're looking for a cheap bargain play and like a DFS or something, Kendrick Bourne is a name. Yes, community. yes, they are. Bradley's talked about
2: him a lot. Of times I have banged on the, on the table for Kendrick Bourne. If you're start in a season, deep,
1: if you're in a deep league, go get him right now. If you're in a dynasty league, deep league, go get him. Like you can get them basically free at this point, and they they're going to have to have somebody catch the ball, even if they only throw it ten times. Um, so Kendrick Bourne is a name to know, especially DFS cheap play.
3: Good call, Becker. Let's let's finish it up with some tight ends. Josh, we're starting with you again. Who's your tight end start of the week?
0: My tight end start of the week is Jared Cook, tight end for the uh New Orleans Saints, and they are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's that has gonna have a high, you know, scoring game, two really good offenses. And Drew Brees is one who likes to share the ball with a lot of different targets. I know Michael Thomas and Kamara, and maybe even Emmanuel Sanders are going to be able to compete for targets. But that offense is such a high volume, high passing attack um, opportunity where you can be able to get potentially an end zone touchdown here or there. And that's kind of the game with, t- with tight ends is just getting a touchdown. So Jared Cook for the Saints.
2: I think Jared Cook topped out last season. I I don't see him having a better season than he did last year, just efficiency wise. He he caught too many touchdowns. In my opinion, I don't see that regression staying the same or going up. But he's going to have have a great
3: week one, right, Josh? You best believe it. Great (laughs) week one. Great week one. Jeremy, who is your tight end starter of the week? I'm going to guess it's Tyler Higby. It is
1: Tyler Higby. (laughs) That's a good guess. Um, He's a guy that I've kind of bounced around between like the seven and 10 range as far as tight end goes. I, couldn't really gauge where I felt with him confidence wise, but um, I think I've kind of bought into the hard knocks bump a little bit and um, some other things with him. I feel pretty good about the Rams offense this week. For some reason, they, I feel like they always play really well in a primetime game with only one game on. Um, I don't, that's probably narrative street central, but uh, I like Tyler Higby against a defense that is not very good across the uh, other than their, their linebackers are good. Um, that, that's where they're probably the best as far as the Cowboys defense. But I like Higby with some targets and some uh, high upside touchdown potential.
3: And Dallas has a really good right defensive end named Everson Griffin. But uh,
1: Bradley, <laughs> who is your tight end
3: target?
2: <laughs> My tight end target is Mark Andrews. I just think he's a really good player. He's going to get fed the ball a lot week one. He's got a pretty favorable matchup against uh, the Cleveland Browns, and I really like him as a player. So Mark Andrews is week one.
3: I like it. So I'll close it up. The tight end start of the week for me is Evan Ingram against Pittsburgh. So I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot because they're going to be down. They're going to be playing a really good defense. So I don't know if he's going to put up two catches or three, let's say three catches for 20 yards and a touchdown. I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be more of like a, a six catches for... 70 yards, maybe throw a touchdown in there. If he and can. you'll take he can. that 100% yeah. of the
0: time if, for your for, tight ends. Especially for if it's not one of the
3: top two or three tight ends, you're totally. going to take that. So uh, I think Evan Ingram could get the, uh, the workload this week against Pittsburgh, who is a really good defense like we've been talking about.
0: Yeah, I really like that one a lot. The Steelers' defense is going to be good, but positive game script is going to help him out quite a bit.
2: Evan right, Ingram is such a – Evan Ingram's such a wild card because you just don't know. He's ultra talented. He's in a new system. Pat Shimmer, I don't know if he used him as well as he could have. So I think Evan Ingram's a really wild card player uh, that is going to be interesting to see how he does.
3: Just absolute freak athletes. So let's let's move into. We're going to do two over and under for win totals, and you you best believe which two we're going to do. <laughs> so uh, right now with Vegas, they have the Vikings sitting at nine wins. Uh do we think that's over under? Jeremy, we'll start with you. Over under nine wins for the Vikings.
1: Can I say stand pat? Yeah, you can. I'll stay at nine.
2: Okay.
3: Bradley, what do you think? Over. Josh? Over. Same.
2: <laughs> I hope so. If you got it, you're <laughs> yeah. my two seed. <laughs> yeah, so that's their two seed. <laughs> under.
3: And uh, last but not least, the Green Bay Packers are sitting at one-and-a-half wins. Oh, wait, no, that's eight-and-a-half wins. Sorry. The Green Bay Packers are sitting (laughs) at eight-and-a-half win total. Jeremy, over, under, eight-and-a-half wins for the Packers. You smashing the under?
1: You could have put them at 15-and-a-half, and and I would have said over. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Eight-and-a-half. Give me the over, though.
2: Bradley? I'll take the over on eight-and-a-half. I bet you they go nine and seven.
0: Yeah, I'm actually hitting the over on that as well. I think eight-and-a-half is a pretty low bar.
2: I hope they
3: go two and 14, but I think I'll take the over two as well on that. Cause I have them in my playoffs. So I think those, for me, those two were pretty easy, obviously not for Becker. He thought that they were going to win nine. So that's <laughs> a little tough. I think that's but a pretty good line.
2: And it it's yeah. not bad.
3: It's not that's horrible. Right. Well, I mean, we do have a tough schedule, so that's, I shouldn't say we, the Vikings have a tough schedule, uh, but let's move into our one's got to go. So being that we're starting out the season uh, week one, our one's got to go is the certain games of the week. So we're not going to take – we're not going to put in the Sunday noon games. So the, the four options are the Thursday night football games, Sunday afternoon games, the Sunday night football game, and the Monday night football game. Josh, we're going to start with you on this. Which one's got to go for these football games?
0: I think I'm going to have to go with the Thursday night game because usually the quality of football is not as high – because they don't have as much time to prepare for those games. It's kind of cool having it be on, like, a work night outside of, you know, Monday night. Monday night football has been a thing forever. But they're just kind of starting to roll this out. I don't know if it's going to be a long-term thing. I'm going Thursday night.
3: Jeremy, what do you think?
1: Honestly, I think I'd have to go Monday only because um, Thursday, like, it just, like, meets me at the end of the week. And, like, yep, you knew I needed football. Um, and Monday hasn't had the greatest Monday night crew lately. You stole my answer. (laughs) That's a super,
0: super good point. And that
2: that is why Monday night is out.
0: (laughs) Bradley, how pissed are you right now?
2: I am just not, not happy. I had Monday night. I'm like, Oh, everybody else can pick Sunday afternoon games. Yada, yada, yada. Booger. Booger's oh, reason. Booger. Is the reason. I just can't stand him as an announcer. I, I heard horrible. Booger's a big fan of the
1: show, so if I listen in to tomorrow, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. We He's do a ask. pause. We got to pick that Booger. Oh, my
3: gosh, that was bad. Okay. okay. For <laughs> um, I was going to say Monday night as well, but I'm going to give a reason why Sunday afternoon is. So you have about, what, eight games on Sunday at noon. So, like, some of those games go later. By the time you get into the, like, so the really good game, so let's say a game goes to overtime. Let's say the Vikings-Packers goes to overtime in week one. Some of that 3 o'clock game is already done. So, like, you're missing some of that. I feel like if there's one that we could, like, oh, take a break. Like, I want to watch football from 8 a.m. until 3 p.m., take a nap, then watch the 7 o'clock game, and then we're set. That Whereas, sounds phenomenal. Yeah, know. that's what I'm saying. So, like, that's that sounds- why I think
0: – but that's those London we, games, that's what was awesome. That's this why I love so London early games. in this. It's yeah, <laughs> so I great. Know. I know. I, <laughs> but thought, but, uh, I
1: thought you were going to say Sunday afternoon because the Vikings only play at noon if 100% they aren't playing on. Uh, yeah, that is long of The only time mountain. they
3: play at three is when they play the Cowboys or something like that because the Cowboys always have to play at three.
2: It's, they're always America's game of the week, too. It's Yeah, it's crazy. The freaking
0: stars. <laughs> it's what. They have a great offense, though. Great offense. Josh (laughs) is a
1: big fan.
0: (laughs) Of the offense, absolutely. Well, that wraps up this episode of Fourth and a Mile. Uh, Next time you hear us, there will actually be football to talk about, so that's going to be crazy exciting. Go deep, and we'll see you next time.